Good morning and welcome back to Hope Wednesday. I am Elisa Flakes, the host of this psycho this psychoeducational platform where we are integrating mental health and our faith. Now, before we get started, y'all, I think that we should take a moment and to sing a, just one verse. Happy birthday to me uh, because yesterday was my birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday, dear me, happy birthday to me. <laughs> yes, I am celebrating still. I am still in uh, birthday mode and in celebrating mode and just celebrating life. This could be your birthday month too. This could be the month that you decided to change. And you could always look back on uh, the month you decided to change and you made moves to change. Boy, that would be a blessing. Maybe we'll come back uh, next year, Lord willing, or in August, and uh, you can share some testimonial on the moves you made and the decisions that you've made. That would bless me. That would be the greatest birthday to see that people heard this word and were encouraged to trust God and obtain the life that God died for them to have. So I take that. That's that's the the birthday, the, the greatest birthday gift that you all can give me. Except, you know, my kids, if you still want to, you know, haven't gotten me nothing yet, then come on through. But um, other than that, so we're just going to talk today. We're going to go over it. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you for listening and joining. For those who participated in the competition, we're going to have more information and a special drawing and to get you your $100 for sharing and for being active on this month and for sharing the word. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for another time to be with your people. I pray that this word blesses them. I pray that you you meet their yes with your word and that it would be an explosion of new life, new joy, new peace, new careers, new finances, just hope, oh God. We thank you for what you're going to do for them, that they can hope in you, oh God, and that they can have a better life because they have chosen to break up with brokenness and to choose you and have life wholeness. Lord, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, Oh, there's been a lot of work that has transpired, and I am like really proud of you guys, those who have made those steps and did the did some hard work. And I know it's it, you know it takes Carolyn Lee says 63 days to have a new habit. So lucky for well blessed for you that this is not the end. I'm gonna take each um, of the topics of relationship, abusive relationships, uh, addiction depression, and we're going to break up with it individually because it takes repetition for us to change. It took repetition for us to get nasty habits, so it's going to take repetition for us to break these nasty habits. So, But I still want to celebrate you, you know, because listen, change is not easy. Some people die the way they die. And I'm thinking about the lepers um, in in the colony when they said, you know, if we stay here, we're going to die. And so they had the choice to go into the city. And they said, why ye, why would we sit here and die when we can at least go try to live? So I love that courageousness because, you know, the, the lepers were deemed unclean and it was dangerous for them to, to interface with society. But they said, look, we're going to die here. I'm not dying here. They looked at each other and said, listen, I'm not going to die here. So this community, you may not have 
people in your direct sphere of influence that understands, but hopefully we can build a connection and support each other on this change and say, well, you know, I know the supporters and the community of Hope Wednesday, they will help me in my change. They, they promote change. And if I'm feeling down, I can go to that site and get something else. I also have an extended site through Light of Hope, a community where you can join and get assistance in mental health a development every day. So that's a community too. We'll put that information down there. And we have a, a lot of great things going on there that you can take part in uh, our family boot camp, our mental health, God's plan for mental health information that's still available for purchase. And um, it, it'll bless you. It'll You'll never be the same. You'll change on purpose. And sometimes we don't want to uh, invest our time and our money, but we're investing our time and money in something, but it's not making us uh, healed. So you might as well invest your time and resources into something that's going to give your life value. So enough about that. I'm ready to jump in and to close up this portion of July and our sessions because um, it's been it's been wonderful. So now that you've made the decision to change, you've overcome ambivalence, and you have assessed, became aware, you're moving, and now you're managing, managing the move and the breakup because everything needs maintenance. There's nothing on earth that doesn't need maintenance. We talk about the law of entropy, and that is if something is not maintained and managed, it, it just depletes itself and it decays and it dies. So even your good choice, you don't make the good choice, the decision, I should say, you don't make the decision once, but this is an ongoing decision until you leave the earth. You are deciding to have the life that God died for you to have. You are deciding to be better. It's not about being perfect in the sense of what we say perfection is, but it is in the sense of maturing that perfect and becoming better. So we are managing this move, and it takes skills, and it takes know-how and information. So we're going to shine the light on how to manage the breakup because breaking up is hard to do. We're going to look at uh, some of the things that happen. Survivor's guilt. Sometimes when you move away, you have survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt is when you look at yourself and you say, I got away and I I'm no longer dealing with dysfunction. My finances are going to improve. My sphere of social connection is going to improve. I'm just in a better place. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Eh, hold up. Survivor guilt does come in because we're, we're, we're compassionate and we are interconnected. So you have to really assess who you're around and who really gives you survivor guilt because that can eventually become a hindrance to your uh, continual development. So survivor guilt just means that someone is in a, not doing well and someone is still struggling. Someone is still having that same, woe is me, the man got his foot on my neck, life is hard, I, I had this happen and that's why I never recovered and all of this negative talk and you feel good. When you walk in a room and you feel good and you feel like my life is going great and people say, how are you? And someone says, um, how are you doing? Uh-oh, that energy alone is telling you they're not doing good. 
you have to be sensitive to energy. And you're like, uh-oh, now I feel guilty. That I my answer is great. So I'm I feel like watering it down and say, oh, I'm okay. Watch that. Watch that because that is taking you back to the negative vibration and the negative pull of who you were. But now that you're in a different space, in a different place, you don't have to apologize for saying, I'm blessed and highly favored because you're continually moving. Remember, if you're not moving, you're moving. You're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And people's negative vibrations will make you feel guilty for surviving. And you just feel like, oh man, I, I gotta hide that I'm okay. Everybody in my office, you know, hates the job and I got promoted or I got this new position or I'm an entrepreneur now and, and I'm making moves and everybody else saying they got to go to work tomorrow and they're miserable. And in order for me to have a common conversation and, and feel connected, I got to downplay how excited I am and how happy I am and how rest-free, how rested I am and how um, just, just blessed I feel. Do not water down your blessed. Do not shrink to make small people feel big. Because then what happens is, is you will begin to shrink. You get to be elevated and you get to allow the people around you to become elevated. And then you get to look to the people who are more elevated than you and let their gravitational pull pull you upward. But survivor guilt, survival guilt makes you look downward, question and feel one with dysfunction and you want to lift them up and Oh, I should, well, I'm going to buy you lunch because I feel guilty that I have money you don't, and I'm going to uh, compensate for your state of being. That's survivor's guilt. What are you doing? What? Be careful, because I, know, I don't know if much has changed because this is new, so this might be something we'll talk about again, but beware. Okay, we'll, we'll poster this as a beware. Eh, eh, eh. Beware, because survivor's guilt will have you spending new money that you have, new energies that you have. Remember, strength is a commodity more precious than money. And you feel like, oh, well, I don't work, so I could run this errand, do this, babysit, da 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 whatever, 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 because you feel guilty that the people around you are not as um, uh, abundant in their lifestyle as you are because you made the decision to move and you are re reaping, you're going to reap the reward, but the people around you are not reaping it. And then that makes you feel like, oh, you're lucky or, oh, good fortune always happens to you. No, good fortune don't always happen to me. Hard work happened to me. Commitment happened to me. Persistent happened to me. A diet happened to me. And that goes for me too, because I got to get this weight off completely. Exercise happened to me. Boundaries happened to me. I just don't have a good relationships, healthy relationships and lack of drama because of who I am. I have it because I adhere to God's word and I, I love myself and I set boundaries that protect me. So do not let someone guilt you into feeling bad for your prosperity and your new lifestyle. You know, don't don't feel like, oh, I got to downplay the the my good day that I had, the promotion, the finances. Uh, maybe I'll drive the, the other car because I don't want people to think that I think I'm all that. Or maybe I'll dress down and just wear some sweats or some regular shorts. No, dress how you want to dress. Like Charlene said, people ask you, you why you do too much. You get to say why you do too little. I don't ask you why you do too little. It's your choice how you dress, but don't try to make me feel guilty that I can afford uh, new clothes or a new house or a new 
that I do have a healthy relationship. Don't make me feel guilty. Get on board, but don't make me feel guilty. And not even make. They're not making you. You're deciding because you feel uncomfortable. You're not comfortable with your move and the benefits of your move. And so you kind of downplay it and you kind of downplay uh, what you have and what you've accomplished. And, and I can tell you, I had that really, really big for years. I downplayed my accomplishments. I uh, got my bachelor's degree in two years, uh, just stuff, three years, stuff like that. And, you know, went through the master's in two and just, and one semester I had 24 units. I was a crazy lady, but I downplayed it. Yeah, I graduated. Okay. You know, I downplayed my relationship with my spouse you know, that, you know, I was in a loving relationship and I was happy because I didn't want to make it seem like I was bragging. I downplayed my accomplishments, the accomplishments of my children. I downplayed even, well, no, I don't want to get dressed up because I don't want people to think that I'm trying to be cute. And so I'll just kind of play it, play it low. And, and so, yeah, then I'll just get this, this, I'll just settle for this car or this thing. And I won't aspire for more because I don't want to offend anybody or stand out because I feel bad. I'll feel guilty because I'm loving. I want everybody to come up at the same time. The MC Hammer syndrome where you want to support everyone and end up broke yourself. That's what happens in survivor guilt when you begin to make new decisions. All you can do is encourage the people around you to adopt your new lifestyle because God is not a respecter of person. He, there's no partiality. The principles work. If you are obedient and you are taking God's principles of love, health, relationships, finances, spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity, if you look in the Word of God, there's a principle for all of that, and maybe that's what we'll explain. We'll explain the principles and reinforcing the principles in the upcoming months so that we know it's not mystical. It's not a magic, like you hit the lottery, and now you're you're having this life that is better than most people's, That that's abundant, you know, and it's not in comparison to Jay-Z or Beyonce or in that way, but it's abundant life in that you are maximizing the peace of God and the provision of God, which is far greater. Blessed is a state of connection with God and being in right standing with God. That's the Eden of it. And, and that's more far greater than what the world is doing. And you get to show people that God, God's plan is that everyone, God is a God of, of endless resources. And so he can have enough for me, you, and the person down the street. He died for us to have abundance, exceeding and greater than what we have. And he, we can't outsource God. Like he, he won't run out. God doesn't run out. So everyone can come to him and everyone can have a blessed life. And that would eliminate competition. That would eliminate the survivor's guilt and put us in permission. I mean, put us in a state of enjoying what God has permissively allowed us to share. So look, be careful for survivor's guilt. People saying, you changed, you changed. Well, you're changing. Well, it's change or die. And my why says, I want to be more like God. I want to be the best child of God I can be. I want the best life I want. I don't want good. I want great. And I want best. Best is always God. Best is always God's principle. So if you're living in best and other people are living in lack or living in good and not best, 
That's not your business. And so that's where you have to check your codependency, where you feel responsible for other people's happiness. And if you take your energy and, and try to compensate, then you will lose your momentum and your why and your movement, and you'll find yourself distracted, and you'll find yourself reverting back to things that broke you. You will begin to willingly attach yourself back to brokenness. Ooh, that's hard because sometimes the only way to um, be in relationships with people is that you're broken. You have to act like they act, speak negative, talk about people, uh, go the places they want to go in order to, uh, to connect with them. And so it's important that you not let your loneliness pull you into back into brokenness because loneliness will pull you back into brokenness. Survivor guilt is one, but loneliness is the other, y'all. Loneliness will cause you to revert back to that guy who beats you, to that person who mistreats you, to the people who mistreat you, to people who are not godly. Because you're lonely, you're like, well, I'm just going to hang out with them because they give me stimulation. At least it's pleasure. At least it's new. And so you're looking for something and you'll take new even if it's corrupt new. Or you'll go back to your old person who you were just to connect to people so you don't feel uncomfortable in this new environment. Get comfortable and make good connections because those good connections will reinforce your change. It'll challenge you because someone may be more healthy than you, may be more mature than you, may be more savvy and more educated than you. But remember, you want more, so hang around people who where you can become more with. So that loneliness, watch it. And we'll have you reverting back to eating wrong, eating buckets of ice cream, you know, anything, self-medicating. Watch the loneliness. Feel the loneliness with new with with the the new environment, things of the new, replacement. Replacement behaviors have to be in place to disrupt the proclivity to move back into negative patterns because of stress or loneliness. You're going to be tempted. Your body and your brain has memory. And one of the reasons why your brain has a memory is because it's supposed to protect you from pain. So it remembers, it has a negative bias and it remembers everything negative Um, it remembers everything, I should say, every positive feeling, because every feeling, though it feels good, is not good for you. But your brain don't care. It'll say, do this, because it'll help you feel good. So if you're lonely and if you're stressed in this new, on this new, managing this new lifestyle, your brain will come up, your memory will come up, because it's its job to say, hey, remember you used to... um, Drink. Remember you used to smoke. Remember you used to sleep around. Remember you used to uh, do nothing. Remember you used to not work out. Remember you used to just hang out. Remember whatever you did that was dysfunctional, it'll say, we'll help you. But remember, old keys don't open new doors. Old shoes don't help in new routes. So that's going to be something that you're really going to have to focus on and remind yourself, I'm unlearning. I'm unlearning. Um, managing means unlearning. Don't beat yourself up if you fall. And if you have some bad days and or day, 
a bad day is different from being in a, a bad way. So if you make a mistake like Peter did, that was a bad day. Judas was in a bad way. His heart and mind had changed. Just don't commit to changing and reverting back. But if you have a bad day, know that I'm learning. I'm, un I'm learning and I'm unlearning. I'm unlearning. I'm creating new neural pathways in my brain. I'm building new paradigms. I'm building new environments because thoughts are seeds that create worlds in your head and that manifest externally. Give yourself that um, leniency to know that I am unlearning and I'm immersing myself into the new culture. I'm, I'm good enough. You have to reinforce that this new culture is for everyone. This is not a special club. This is only not for, you know, the world, the uh, uh, sorority or a country club, but bountiful blessings and abundant life in God is for everyone. I belong here. So even if you feel like I don't belong here, you have to know that's the voice of the enemy and of your, your past telling you who you're not because God's voice tells you who you are. So whenever you hear a voice that's telling you who you're not, that's the enemy in your past and your shame. But when you hear who you are, that is the voice of God. And remember, you still need God's word before you and his and his and his word in your ears because faith cometh and stays by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's listening for the voice of God. You have to become attuned to what you hear. The Bible says, "He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church." And managing the breakup be careful because emotions speak, your past speak, all of insecurity speak, but God's word declares. So it's not just speaking, but declaring who I am and why I am afforded this life. And that will overcome the unbelief. That's the fight, the fight over who I was, who the enemy says I'm not, and who God says I am. And so when you talk about the light of who you are, it dispels the darkness, right? And you get to um, normalize it. Sometimes you feel like the shoe is going to drop. Like this is too good to be true. Something bad is going to happen. Well, life is full of ups and downs, and you may have some disappointments, but it doesn't mean you have to revert back to the broken you or the broken relationships or the broken circumstances. You get to learn how to navigate challenges in the normal Healthy, your new normal healthy environment. You get to. And you get to, all by all means, be grateful. Gratitude goes a long way. Our brain has a proclivity to focus on negativity. We have a negative bias. So it remembers negative things in the top drawer and good things go in the bottom drawer. So Paul says it like this. Think on this thing. Think, think on the drawer you want to use, utilize in your new environment. Do you want to focus on the negative or focus on the positive? If you want to focus on the positive, you're going to have to do that intentionally. Think on the things that are good, lovely, uh, good report, virtuous, on purpose. You have to stay grateful on purpose. You get to celebrate on purpose. Celebrate on purpose that you have a new life and that you're moving into new doors and new things are opening for you. And you get to be show your appreciation through celebration. That's why we say praise is showing your appreciate your your appreciation by celebration. Praise is showing your appreciation by celebration. That's why I don't understand people who don't clap and 
you know, holla and act a fool. Because I got a lot to celebrate. I celebrate naturally for my birthday. Hey. And I celebrate spiritually in church. I, I, I show my appreciation through celebration, through my hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, my, my jumping up, my running, my dancing. That's celebrating my appreciation. And we have to do that because if not, we'll become entitled and we'll, we'll minimize the newness of our change. Like, ah, there's nothing to this. So in the newness, you have to celebrate your mindset, celebrate the people around you, celebrate and be appreciative of if you're going to be moving into a new job, celebrate that. If you're going to be connecting with new people, celebrate them. If you've gone to counseling and, and you see changes and your, your spouse is going to make changes, celebrate that. You celebrate what you appreciate. Celebrate what you appreciate, right? You show your appreciation actually by celebration. So if there is no appreciation, there will be no celebration. And people can feel that. People can feel when they're not appreciated because they're not celebrated. So listen, I've just spoke my own birthday message into why I celebrated all month because I appreciate life. I appreciate this life God gave me. So I'm going to show my appreciation by celebrating in a healthy way. And we celebrate our life by the choices and the change that we've made by making healthy decisions. Your move for better and to break up with brokenness was a declaration that you appreciate the opportunity for new and you're going to celebrate it. And you're, you're not going to be ashamed of it. You're not going to let anyone talk you out of it. And you're going to make the resolve because um, you, don't know, own, you don't owe anyone anything. God has paid every debt. And if people are unhappy, they're unhappy by their own accord. And people may have been there for you in seasons of hardness and seasons of challenges. But if they don't grow with you, they can't go with you. And you don't have to feel guilty. But you can be amicable. You can be thankful for the season you had with them. Some people come in for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. And appreciate them for those seasons. And leave the door open, like the song says, leave the door open. For if they want to grow in your direction. When people grow in your direction, you have relationship. When people don't grow in your when we when two people don't grow in the same direction, they have division and disharmony. So congratulations on your decisions to grow. I'm growing with you. So listen, you got me. We are growing in the same direction. And that direction is up, 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 up in the direction that God wants us to go. I will. We meet each other at the cross and we continue to merge and have unity and speak the same thing because God came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Celebrate what you appreciate, your new life. God bless you.